This is Comictating, the comic book review arm of the Nerdables family of podcasts. Let the nerds take over! Us? Huh? Welcome back, comic book fans, to another episode of Comictating, coming to you live to tape from Earth 2 Comics in Northridge here in overcast and rainy Southern California. Yes. Most people don't believe us. They said earlier this week it was supposed to be sunny in 75, and it is, it's not that cold, but it's still rainy, which is quite a, a change. Yeah, a little bit of a drizzle here and there. Yeah, usually, uh, if you look, if you grow up in Southern California, you go through about a dozen or two Christmases where it's 90. Yes. A, uh, a brisk hot wind from uh from the from the from the east comes at you the offshore santa anna's as they like to say so yes we are only a few days away from the day santa claus comes and invades your home people are feeling it i'm feeling it so please leave milk and cookies to keep yourself safe oh yes leave milk and cookies good good stuff you done with all your christmas shopping did you do any christmas shopping i did some i did some was it all at disneyland no no most of it is uh <laughs> I, I tend to do the Amazon, so I'm not... Uh... Yes, you were very... Uh, Sebastian is a tech-savvy... Techno- if I have technical issues, I usually just go to Sebastian. Go, hey, fix this. For hey. me, it's uh, like, you know, if I see something in a store and I haven't, you know, crossed something off a list, then I'll go, oh, hey, you know what, this isn't too bad. But for the most part, I tend to go You're on Amazon bad. with a good idea. And even if... Uh, yeah, I don't. we don't tend to have, like, huge Christmas gatherings, so even if they're a day or two late, I'm not uh, not usually stressed out about the gifts they will they will get to people eventually and that's what matters that you get stuffed for people yes that's what christmas is all about hey, you gotta help out that economy right uh it's usually in the last two weeks of the year uh, a lot of times for a lot of years they were like close to skip weeks they were stuff that yeah, wasn't a lot yeah. of product these two weeks are huge yeah two big weeks uh next week looking forward civil war ends uh dark knight master race's new issue comes out and All-Star Batman comes out next week in addition to a, a, a decent number of regular titles as well. And then this week sees a number of new issues. We have four brand new number ones to go over this week. Most of them are from Marvel, but we're going to start with the first crossover event, whatever they kind of want to label it, from DC's Rebirth. We, of course, started as a Rebirth show. We have Justice League versus Suicide Squad. Or as we just said, the Eustas League versus the Suicide Squad. Uh, squad spelled with a K, of course, and a W. Squad. Uh, Joshua Williamson brings this to us. Jason Fabok does the art. Alex Sinclair does the colorist. So we've got your classic Justice League, Batman, Superman, Wonder Woman, Flash, Green Lanterns, uh, and Cyborg, and then the Suicide Squad, which we covered, I think, the first two issues right. of Suicide Squad. And, and we enjoyed both of these books, and now we have the two of them together. It's an exposition book. Uh, we kind of takes its time to reintroduce the Suicide Squad to us, like who they are and what they're doing, why they're in service to Amanda Waller and Task Force S- X. Excuse me. Um, the Justice League, I think, is an easy thing to it's figure. Just the out. Justice League, Superman, yeah. Batman, Wonder Woman, Aquaman. Yeah. So we see them up on the satellite, mostly giving exposition for who the Suicide Squad are, which are at they're on this mission in this. Island trying to save it from Dr. Super Psycho person. I can't even remember his he name. He wants actually. to use a special machine. Yeah, he's got a machine. He wants to sacrifice the island to his gods. It's really just kind of a sip to watch these characters kind of go away. But before that, we have a breakout at a super secret prison, and we see some characters that uh, you get them in shadow. You won't find out about them till the end of the issue. 
Um, if you know some of the power sets that you see here, you can kind of guess. So that yeah. was kind of fun in the beginning. And uh, the Justice League, we go through this island, the Justice League shows up, and they offer to try and figure out how to get the Suicide Squad away from Amanda Waller. Waller says, you know, either they kill you or I kill you or you escape. You only get one option. And then they start fighting each other. And, they they uh, do have their kung fu fight moment. Yeah, you get a you get a nice spread panel of these characters fighting each other. Of course, Deadshot and Batman have some history. Batman has history with Harley Quinn as well, and Killer Croc. It's a lot of Batman villains in this. Mostly Batman. Villains. I just noticed that it's Harley Quinn, Deadshot, and, and Killer Croc. And we have the Enchantress, El Diablo, Boomerang. Um, we both found it funny when we turned into this splash page that Harley Quinn is taking on Wonder Woman. It's a very thought, unfair fight. Yeah, we think Wonder Woman must be holding back a little. Um, oh, Killer Frost is on the Suicide Squad now, too. I forgot about that. And uh, the real meat of this, to me, is the last four pages, as you find out who broke out these characters and, and what they are. And that's where the exciting thing to me is where we go going forward. I kind of wish the four pages were the first four pages. Last four pages yeah, were the first Yeah, four pages. I, I, I do agree with that. Um, For the most part, it is where the plot thickens in the best yeah. way. Uh, lots of returning characters that you haven't seen in a very, very yeah, long time. Yeah, we don't want to tell you any of them. Yeah, you, the, you will be very part. excited if you're a fan of classic DC Yeah, it, it definitely fits into that rebirth idea of bringing back some of these old characters that, that we may not have seen in a while in their, in the iterations that kind of at the height of their popularity. Um, but as, as good as it is, I like Jason Fabok's art a lot. He did Detective Comics and New 52 for a while. Excuse me. And a number of other books as well. Um... So he's a very solid choice for this. Joshua Williamson has been writing a lot of the DC uh, around along the lines of DC universe, around the the corners of the DC universe. So he's had his hand in a couple of different types of characters, and everything is good. But it just feels like it's an issue that it's one of six. This could have been five issues if you had moved that piece to the front sure, and sure. really just kind of jumped into it. I know you have to set up who the Suicide Squad is, but I think you can in relation to the characters that you see at the end. As this is uh, this is their their spot. His mission is to is going to obviously pit him against both of these squads. Uh, the mission of this person who breaks out these characters is is to directly take on Waller and any big baddies or big good guys that are going to show up. There's a bigger picture. Uh, yeah, the character has always sort of been in a strange way about bigger pictures, and I think I think you will be intrigued yeah. by this person's return. Uh, certainly, I was because uh, if you've been paying attention to sort of the nerd news, you'll know of one character's return that will make a lot of people happy, myself included. But this character is someone uh, I actually didn't expect. Uh, Very, very happy with that. Yeah, I kind of got it at first when I got to that, the fourth or fifth page from the end, uh, there's a location that kind of gave it away, which was kind of cool. You know, as a reader, you get to go, oh, I think I know what this is. And then you flip the page and you find out you're right. Oh, yeah. It's pretty cool. Even even the in the yeah. beginning where uh, the mysterious figure is like, eh, I think you guys should just kill yourselves. Yeah, you can kind of figure out like, if, you, if you're second, following it. Yeah, you kind of know what some of the power sets of the people that are that uh, are, are in this prison. You can kind of figure out who they are. So that was kind of that's a neat part of it as you're waiting to, to find out if you're right or not. It's not bad. I want to see, obviously, again, with a lot of this type of stuff, it, it, it's at least enough to tell you or, or make you feel like you want to know where it's going. We want to see what the next step is. I wish the first step was a little better. It's not bad, but no, I kind of no. wish it was a little better to get into. I thought you could have thrown them into the middle of it sure, right sure. away. And your Justice League versus Suicide Squad, uh, the action is is a panel. You know, it's a full f- f- uh, spa- splash page. We don't get a lot of the 
individual kind of fight. I just noticed on the cover that Superman's fighting Killer Frost. That's a bad one too. Yeah, at least in, at least in the spread unfair. he's fighting he's fighting Enchantress, which she has a chance to kill him because she's basically yeah, magic. magic so. And he's he's weak against magic. Yeah, so, so that, that was cool. That one he has to worry. But yeah, on the cover it is him like blocking uh, an icicle. Yeah. Uh, that her fist has become an icicle, yeah. and I just like, oh, that's oh boy. And then of course Aquaman's just standing there. Yeah, pick your battles, guys. Pick your just battles. Like, uh, I'm standing there, I'm doing whatever. So that is our DC release for the week. Um, Batman 13, Superman 13 are out this week, so there's a couple of good issues that are out there. Green Lanterns, Green Arrow also out this week. Superman, I haven't had a chance to read it yet, but I can't wait till I do. It's been the most solid. I think we'll, we're yeah. finally going to talk about that next week. We're going to pick some of our favorites for the year. As it's our last show. Yes, yeah, of for the year. year. <laughs> well, it's our last show. And then you have to pause and say, of the year. Because then people go, oh, it's our last show. Yay. Oh, no, it's not. They're coming back. So we have three new number ones from Marvel, uh, all dealing with characters who have some sort of uh, connection to their cosmos, their space. To the space. Uh, to specifically to the Guardians of the Galaxy. And we also have the Zero issue that sets up the new Mighty Captain Marvel book. But we're going to start with Star-Lord. Star-Lord, of course, has been going through a rough time. If you've been following Marvel Comics since the beginning of uh, uh, Bendis' run through Guardians in Marvel Now, we know that Peter Quill has reached some highs as he's become, you know, he's the leader of the Guardians. He enters a relationship with Kitty Pride, and then everything falls apart in the, um, the what is it, the Black Mirror crossover, I think? Believe yes, so, with yeah. the X Men, where yeah, they finally sort of like, uh, like this Kree, isn't yeah, working Kree out. Get, well, it's also because the Kree get destroyed. They find that he has to take over as the, the king of Spartax, and that. So Quill has now reached a point with the events of the superhero Civil War. The Guardians uh, lose their ship and they are stranded on Earth because all of a sudden in the Marvel universe, nothing else on Earth can get into orbit except just about everything. I just it's always funny. You get this, it's like, oh, they don't have their ship. Yeah, but there's like. 8,000 ships, ships that yeah, can they, go. There's so when we many... get to Captain Marvel, she's in a space ship. Yeah, that it's kind of <laughs> taking funny. in taking in refugees from around the from around the galaxy. But you know, you, you kind of put that piece here so you, you can have Peter Quill stay on Earth, and um, uh, it and an is unlikely team up, an, a very unlikely team up. Uh, Chip Zartsky is the writer, Chris Anka the artist, Matthew Wilson colorist. Um, Chip Zartsky is known for doing a lot of the kind of offbeat books. He writes uh, Howard the Duck. He's also one of the creators, Matt Fraction, of Sex Criminals. Chris Anka has done a number of issues in, or a number of titles in, in, in different places. So it's And I believe he's worked with Zartsky a couple times before. Yeah, yeah. So we actually have Howard the Duck in the book. Uh, there's a joke in here that uh, the only two friends that Peter has left, he's given a phone, like, these are the only two people on the planet that will still talk to you. Yeah, it's Howard, Howard the, the Duck, Duck and, and Kitty, who really isn't. Um, so there's a lot of kind of fun and, and quick moments in here. And of course, then there's, they go to the bar. Uh, he ends up with old man Logan as well. So there's a cool, th this is the type of thing that I said, the reason that Marvel will never stop publishing X-Men books is because you can do this. Yes. You yeah. can have Logan, old man, Logan, whatever, Wolverine and star Lord in the same issue. You can't do this anywhere else. You can't right. do it on TV. You can't do it in the movies. Old Man Logan is never going to show up in Guardians of the Galaxy 3. So it's fun to kind of put those characters together and and get through, you know, there's a brawl. 
uh, and then Wolverine cuts a guy's hand off. That was kind of cool. In a, just a weird way, too. Like, I just like that he's just sort of playing up like he's like a doddering old man secretly. Yeah. The guy whips out a gun and Wolverine cuts off his hand and he's just got that moment of like, whoops, dang, I was aiming for the gun. Yep, was aiming for the gun, getting old. I think, though, well, like, one of the few jokes in Kingdom of the Crystal Skull that I enjoyed was when he uh, yeah. slams right trail. into the windshield of the truck, and he's like, damn, I oh, thought that was closer. I thought that was closer. And I'm just like, oh. oh, oh. And then the nuclear then explosion it, then happens. It, uh, oh, my God. Then the fridge saves him. Um, it's a, uh, Star-Lord is a book that obviously is going to focus on him uh, with a smaller cast of characters. Again, he is stranded on Earth. Uh, it may... Not reading guardians through this we knew from reading civil war that their ship had exploded that they would probably be stranded on earth you have to kind of get into it knowing that the team isn't really talking to him right they blame him for this because he sided with carol and brought all of them to earth uh but it's got its moments got it's it's fun i didn't even notice like right on the cover you can see yeah wolverine's hand and and they're in the clearly in like a bar brawl yeah, except they're in a bar brawl at a museum because it's yeah because it's the Starry Night painting. Starry Night, but it's a uh, it. it's Chip Starsky. I actually really yeah. enjoy Chip Starsky's work. He's got a great sensibility and a sense of humor. Yeah, it's not over the top, but it's just enough. Like it's yeah. it's a it's a different tone. It's kind of like Deadpool light almost to a certain degree. It's fun like Deadpool, but it doesn't break that fourth wall. Or yeah, like yeah. really really crazy. I say go check out uh, his Howard the Duck is very very enjoyable. I, I've never got into Howard, so yeah, I will. I will say that I'm also not a big Howard the Duck person. Uh, I do enjoy the idea of the character, but yeah. Chip's run on Howard the Duck is is really really solid stuff. He knows when to bring in the humor and also sort of the sadness of Howard the Duck being. Yeah, in. there is a because there's a piece in here where Howard really loses it. You know, the idea that he's Peter's complaining about being stuck on Earth, and Howard's like being stuck in a universe where I'm a duck. Yeah, you know, everyone else is human, and I'm a duck, and I have you know the same feelings and needs and wants and desires as, as, a, human as a human would but, but I'm, I'm a, duck. a duck so there's really nothing there's no leah thompson yeah leah thompson's for <laughs> howard the duck in this universe <laughs> yeah you stole the joke right from me i was, I was going there i oh, was going God. there dang a sandbag you that's okay about. sebastian gets the humor good stuff also go watch howard the duck the movie you will be in for a very uh bizarre, bizarre treat. treat from george lucas the man who brought you Star Wars and from Howard the creator the of Star Wars and THX 1138 brings you Howard the Duck brings you a duck that's gone to the dark oh wait no it's the Muppets so I've, oh god the, the doctor one from the Muppets the quack who's gone to the dogs every time just cracked me up pigs in space oh we're gonna sidetrack here because you talk about muppets actually the muppets are doing shorts for youtube now oh so i think you'll enjoy them more than the the television show (laughs) when it got (laughs) when the show got re rebooted or whatever retooled retooled, halfway through and the 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 title that the article i saw from like the hollywood reporter is that terrible muppet show gets a terrible reboot (laughs) That's fantastic. It's very, it was very cold-hearted, but hilarious. Yeah, it was oh a my great. God. It was a great. You just didn't think that a major news publication, uh, yeah, would just would be so have savage, that, just in their headline. Like, I don't need to read the article anymore. I know exactly what it is. That terrible show got ter- got a reboot, and it's still terrible. Oh, I remember wanting to. I wanted to love I wanted that show to like so that much, show so much. And I, but it's, I, I think it was too on the nose because the original Muppet Show and the movies had that humor but they were also still producing a, a sketch comedy show 
yeah. this show just went too far into the office and 30 rock for its own good in, in a way almost didn't do it enough i mean way tangent now because uh, like the first episode the idea that Kermit and Piggy have broken up and he's still dating a pig yeah. and then the next three episodes she, the, the she's, other, gone. she's Denise, gone Denise the pig who is a I will say of all the characters that they reintroduced or introduced into the show as like a new version of them that she was like incredibly likable she was like part of the marketing department yeah. and it's just like oh you're really really nice you're a very nice change of pace from Miss Piggy who is very often quite abusive to the staff. That's the other part. I think they they and they, they pushed her way too, too far, far with her. Yeah, yeah. Where it was you couldn't you couldn't like and you you had to do it in order for the audience to buy the two of them having been broken up and why did we break up these two characters? She became the villain, and Kermit was just sort of like oh, I just want to don't want to do this anymore. Yeah. I'm tired of getting yelled at, kicked in the face. And I thought, karate chopped in yeah, the neck it was frog. it was something where it, it almost felt like you you broke them up in order to just break them up for no reason, and then sat there and went, "Well, we got to come up with a reason. Well, let's just make her into a totally worthless person." Yeah, she's a total diva who's yeah, and, and way too far. That when she was like pretending to like the staff because it was a power trip. Or whatever. Yeah, yeah, and then she was dating. Uh, oh my god, that the uh, singer songwriter. They did like a whole entire thing. It was bizarre. I don't know if I got that. It's okay. Lawrence Fishburne anyway, guest starred a couple times. And that's it's just right. Around the back lot at ABC for reasons. <laughs> so that's our review of Muppets, the TV so, show that got canned after half a season. But I will say, go check out those YouTube shorts because they are just classic yeah, Muppets doing skits uh, with very little interference from the the breaking of the fourth wall. Like, oh, yeah. we're actors, and it's like, no, they're just fun skits. They're enjoyable. It's originally that that. They're reboot, going. Their reboot movie's great too. Yes, it is, and they're Jason going back Seagal. to it too because a few years ago they even did stuff where they did sort of like a Master Chef battle uh, <laughs> with uh, or Iron Chef really, yeah. where it was uh, the Swedish Chef versus Gordon Ramsay had a lot of really good humor to it. So yeah, I was like, I'm the very thing. happy. Take the characters that you have to go back to that. I want to see Neil deGrasse Tyson and Bunsen. Oh know, my gosh! Just in, in, a, in a in a 15 minute short. Or Bill Nye. Yeah, talking about yeah, just like a council of scientists. It's Bill Nye, Neil deGrasse Tyson, Tyson, Stephen Hawking, and Doctor Bunsen. And Doctor Bunsen Honeydew. And then Beaker just destroyed. <laughs> All right, so that was Muppets. Review. That was Muppets, by the way. <laughs> We're gonna continue. Hey, it's Marvel. It's Marvel, forward. Disney. It's That's all true. Related. They do what they do. Oh, no. um, there's another Guardians-related title in a way that revealed uh, released this week. Gamora number one, Memento Mori Part One. Nicole Perlman, Marco Cicchetto, Andreas Massa does the color art. Uh, Cicchetto's the artist. Perlman is the writer, and Perlman is uh, one of the writers or the main writer of the Guardians of the Galaxy movie. And it's important because the Gamora that we're presented here is—it's a story that takes place in her past before she joins the Guardians. She is the—we the, learn she's the last of her species. She has been taken in as a ward of Thanos, which I don't even know if that's her original origin in terms of thing. I don't know if they did this after the movie because she was Nebula's half sister, basically a right. ward of, Th- of Thanos. So we have her, who her species have been destroyed by the Badoon, which is kind of a reptile-looking race. They kind of look very Skrull-ish, you know, as long as they couldn't shape change. Yeah, yeah, I was actually, I had to go back a few times to be like, wait a minute, I, I, because I just kept forgetting that these were into the Skrulls. Yeah. And uh, even then, like, for Gamora's origin, I, I sort of had the same concerns, too. I feel like she was sort of introduced as this quasi-villain originally, and in this book, they have her being very sympathetic as, like, just sort of being, 
like, hey, you go kill people. Don't worry. I, you know, we'll, we'll help you yeah, out. Yeah, I mean, now she's uh, being manipulated by Thanos yeah, to a certain degree. Lots we of get, false promises. Yeah, presented. we get Nebula in it as well as kind of her jealous half-sister. Uh, who looks basically oh, she, It is. She's, it, she's right off of the... And really, Gamora does too, to a certain degree. Right off of the movie. The it's very cake, movie-esque. I appreciated that. It's very movie-esque, which you would expect with Nicole Perman writing it. Um... Chichetto doing the art is fantastic. He's really come into his own. I first discovered Chichetto when he did Rucka's run of Punisher. And, you know, at first it was, it was, it almost looked too pretty for a Punisher book. There was no grit to it, but I came to really, really love it. He also made the Punisher look like he was 25. Well, it also sort of felt like that uh, when Ariel Olivetti did the Punisher for a while. Yeah. Because Ariel Olivetti. He did War Journal with Fraction. It was very, very odd. Very clean. Yeah. Uh, it was, it was, but it was such book. a different tone for that book, too. Yes. Um, and the same thing with Rucka's, where. Especially the idea that the Punisher really didn't have a lot of lines. Uh, if if you're looking for a great Punisher, go find the Rucka Run. It's it's small enough. Although I think I think Volume One's out of print, but you can probably find it somewhere. I think it's the one I still need. Um, I actually really like this book. I did too. If 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 only for Chichetto's art, but it's also because it's not connected with our Civil War Two. It's not connected with Peter Quill being on Earth. There's no the Guardians or anything. It's a simpler type of story. It's a chase story. She she thinks that she's destroyed the Badoon, then she finds out there's one more piece that she has to go. Uh, she has to go go find and, and go take care of. Plus, you see Thanos get really upset because Thanos is taking... He's really trying to mold um, Gamora to be like you know, kind of worthy. Yeah, well, kind of worthy of him. Um, the space art is fantastic. If you read... Um, What's the 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 road of the Force Awakens? Shattered Empire, uh, which takes place right after Return of the Jedi in the the Marvel comics. Chetto did the art for that, and really, I think he fits. He's a nice fit in the Star Wars universe as well. Oh yeah, beautiful, beautiful space yeah. scenes. He has a good eye for so, yeah, uh, this technology is, and stuff. Yeah, and this, even commented that the uh, Enterprise D conference room is in one panel of pretty this much, book. Yeah, that the, the Badoon used the same conference room. That is, uh, it's suspiciously it's an orbital close. bunker. Yeah, but uh, even the chairs, uh, despite yeah. the coloration, are the exact same chairs from Next Gen. So we'll say a, it's an homage. Instead. It's a very homage, and I, I appreciated that. It it's like, wait a second, stuff. I recognize this. This is very nice. Yeah, so even some of the consoles and stuff. Yeah, like he's Star got Trek, a, he's got Enterprise a good tech consoles. piece. Yeah, he's got a good tech piece to him. Um, characters look great. So Chichetto's art is worth it just on its own. And again, being able to kind of pare the story down to just her and her 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 mission her i yeah. need to take care of this um makes Even, it makes it very accessible because you're not you don't have to worry about again what's going on in the quote-unquote current marvel universe it's just a gamora story yes. if you're a fan of the movies and you don't want to get caught up in what's been going on for the last three years in guardians since uh since bendis took over this is a great book to just kind of jump into a character that really doesn't get her due in the first movie. Right. Um, Even, well, Nebula is a character as well. Yeah, and Nebula, I feel Nebula like didn't really Their relationship is is a little different in this book than it has been traditionally, but... It's also much like, more well-defined. Yeah, exactly. It, it's very well-defined uh, as... It's a good shot of the celebration, too. Yeah, yeah. It's just, uh, just the way that, like, as the family is presented, the way Thanos sees uh, Nebula yeah. as like, no, 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 you were constructed. She's actually my daughter. It's interesting to have Thanos as, a, as almost a side character in it. You yes. You know, as this, this looming figure. But he, uh, excuse me, she writes Thanos really well. Uh, he's very much a... It, it, it's not just the blustering, I am powered. And 
he, he's kind of smirking at all. It's like this is yeah. this is kind of fun to him or sort of thing. Yeah, it's like, like hey, my daughter's doing this going to out do murdering. this. And, yeah, this is awesome. But and then dad, I also really, murder people. Yeah, when he gets really upset, he gets crazy like that. That's what there the where he gets very angry. So I think Gamora probably the best of the ones we read. Uh, oh yeah, for sure, week. for sure. And it's it, again, like you said, if you enjoyed the movie's sensibilities, I think this will be easier to latch onto than Beautiful trying to moon. jump right into something like Star Lord, which yeah. requires a lot of back reading. It doesn't require it, but it helps. It does. It, it yes, gives it you enough help. information. You know, Marvel's been good enough to, to give you enough info that if, but not do it in a way that if you're if if you're reading the books, you're like, oh my god, this whole issue is just to let me know exactly what happened last issue. Um, but the, so the, it's a reward for people that have been going through all of this, uh, all these issues when you get to it, that you don't have to have it overly explained to you. But if you're someone like us that hasn't been, you're able to get, you know, those pieces, those pieces together. I think it was Dr. Strange is Dr. Strange is, uh, is selling is, booking.com. Yeah. Booking.com. There you go. I, I just, I kept looking at this ad and I really didn't know what it was for. So I guess it just didn't, it didn't do well. I was like, why is there a boat and a thing? Anyway. He uses magic to get you great deals. Yeah, great deal. Great, great deal. I can remember. It's from Gazillionaire. Uh, so the final book uh, we mentioned a little bit before, Mighty Captain Marvel number zero. This is kind of a, uh, much like the Rebirth specials were when we were talking about them a few months ago. This is a book that helps set up the new Mighty Captain Marvel number one. Margaret Stoll is the writer. Uh, Emilio Lasso and Ramon Rosanas is the artist. Rachel Rosenberg is the color artist. Heavy on the exposition, but a need to be because although we haven't seen the end of Civil War yet, as it has not been released, uh, these books all take place after the second civil superhero Civil War, and it is very much about Carol's space in the universe and the galaxy and Earth uh, coming off of a war that she kind of wins, which isn't spoiling anything that Marvel hasn't already spoiled right. for it's you. A, it's a it's a victory with there's a reason. Tony, yeah, Tony Tony Stark isn't in any of the books. Uh, Doctor Doom's in one of them, and Riri's in the other, being Iron Man. Uh, but we get Captain, we get Captain Marvel. So, if the, you're interested in the character, I read the the Captain Marvel Alpha Flight run, the run that's been the next, you know, the last year or so, the stuff that came out of Secret Wars, and I really liked that book. And they've set Captain Marvel up. It's kind of funny to see her resurgence here because you can trace it back to Civil War, the original Civil War, when she got her own book. Yes. And yeah, she just did uh, Miss Marvel right after they Civil Miss, War. Yeah, be, well, they did it. Was it right after or just or before? Just it was just before, it. but it really took off in the middle. But her whole idea, because I think Frank Cho did the beginning. Or he did, like he the did the first, covers. He did the covers first, and he did the, the covers issues, for sure. And I uh, know he yeah. did uh, Mighty Avengers for like yeah. I remember he did Mighty Avengers, um, and that was after the Civil War. But Carol kind of had that resurgence in the middle of that as. They set her up as a character who was very strong, not only in terms of you know her strength and her flight and her energy proje projection, but also someone who had a strength of character. Because I still remember that first arc was called "Be," you know, it was like "Be Better" or something yeah. like that, or better than. And she, the, the powers that be and the writer specifically, set up Carol as someone who looked at her life and said, "I know I can be better than this." Yes. Like, I've been wasted in almost a meta way of going, you've wasted this great character. Oh, yeah, this, yeah. This super strong woman that has almost the same powers as a Wonder Woman who you've kind of shunted off into the corner because you didn't want to mess up what happened with Rogue. Right, Carol Danvers, right. of course, has a has her history is with Rogue from the X-Men as Rogue's powers come from stealing them from Carol. Yes. And for a long time, so she was depowered. She went back to being a colonel. Right. She was kind of a... 
Um, she had many different forms. She could be yeah. Like she energy, had a uh, she had a, a Sharon Carter almost Warbird. look to her. Yeah, Warbird. They did Warbird for a little while, but when they brought her back to be Captain Marvel, Miss Marvel, whatever you wanted to call it, she started that resurgence that has just gotten bigger and bigger. And you have a character now. We get to we get to be hipsters about this too. Yes, yeah, uh, yeah, it was there before. Yeah, I read oh, all yeah. that series. Oh yeah, that yeah, series yeah. Be, was great. Yeah, uh, Picture this young 20-something. Back in the early 2000s, Carol Danvers was relegated essentially to be hero status. As in she wanted to be a better hero. Um, yeah, barely used. And then became a major part of the Marvel Universe, joining Tony with the Mighty Avengers when there was the first superhero split. Um, that was also the return of Ultron as well. Yep. Yeah, Ultron he and then became the, the like Venoms. a T-1000. Yeah. And the Venoms, yeah. Yep, the Venoms was a good one. So she's kind of taken this rise to the point where she has and in the meta moment in here a huge fan base of young women who really look up to her not only in real life but in the book as well which was kind of interesting she's been the the head of alpha flight for a while now she has taken over um from the abigail brand character when she was a part of sword uh which they're tasked with defend they're like the first defense for earth from extraterrestrial threats that are that are headed towards them and of course they never stop them because then our heroes would have nothing to do um we have an alien refugee crisis as we have aliens headed to earth uh to escape the wars in the cosmos and at the end we have a mysterious character looking for uh basically the MacGuffin is they're looking for a, a someone in this refugee camp we get pieces of her relationship with jessica drew who's her best friend um Again, a, a criminally underrated title. The Spider-Woman title by Dennis Hopeless. Uh, a great, great title. The Civil War issues are great as Drew comes down very on the other side of, of Carol's relationship. But again, two people that can kind of work these things through. If you are a Carol Danvers fan, if you're a Captain Marvel fan, this is a book that's going to kind of re, you know, re, 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 reinforce that fandom because it kind of explains where she's at and where she's hopefully going. Um, it's a, it's an exposition book, but that's kind of what you expect from a zero. Yeah, and I was I actually, I th and I thought the story was solid enough. I was pretty surprised that they did a zero issue instead of just jumping into the number one. Well, I think again, in terms of the setup, it sets up a lot of different things. It sets up her, you know, like super fandom, her her Carol Core, uh, which was the Secret Wars title. Um, in the Secret Wars world, she had her her a literal core of flying. You know, ships, uh, flying uh, uh, fighters and, and uh, pilots. Um, it sets up, it kind of resets up her relationship with Alpha Flight, resets up her relationship with Jessica Drew. You get a backstory of, you know, why she joined the Army or the Air Force, excuse me, why she became a, uh, always weird, she doesn't join the Air Force. And then the picture that she has is of an F-14 Tomcat, which is a Navy jet, but okay. Yes. Um, but she hadn't joined yet. So joined the Air Force and then went through NASA to become an astronaut and then back on Earth to become a colonel. I mean, she holds the rank of colonel. That's why Captain Marvel was always a, a misnomer. A bizarre misnomer. Yeah, for a while. She was a captain for a while, but there was a couple of years ago where they, they promoted her to colonel, even though she does not she's not actively in the military, but whatever. Um, so it really sets up a lot of different pieces, and I think that's why it works as a zero. I also think it's because... I don't think number one comes out for a while. Hmm. Um, I could be wrong. I don't remember the release date. I should have looked it up before we started this. We're prepared. Um, professionals. Professionals. Yes, I forgot. We're professional we journalists. We am professionals. We am professionals. Uh, but yeah, if, if you've been following Carol's story, like I said, I've been reading the last two series, so it, it's a natural progression as it's kind of a reset 
not a reboot, but you know, reset it like, okay, this is where we're at. Yeah. These are the things that have been happening. If you haven't been following, obviously she's getting a lot more press. She's getting her own movie next year, year after next. Eventually. I think it's I think it's, it's two next. years from now. Yeah, I think it's I think it's two thousand eighteen. Yeah. So it's like a year and a half. I mean, basically. Yeah. Since yeah. we're at the end of the year. Last show of the year next week. Uh so it's a good way to kind of hand this to people and go, this is what Carol is right now. Yeah. Because it gives her backstory. It tells, you know, kind of where she came down in the Civil War and where she uh, where she's going forward from there with her characters and her type of stuff like that. And I like Lysa's, uh, Lysa's art. The art's really, really nice. Yeah. Uh, the opening cool. sequence is fun, too. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Uh, very, very interesting dream sequence that even yeah. I was like, wait a second, why is this character? Yeah, you didn't think it was a dream sequence. I was like, and keep I was going. Like, oh, there we go. Keep reading. Just keep reading. Just keep reading. And uh, very uh, the the she's got a dream sequence that is very Empire Strikes Back. Yeah, yeah it's like some pieces. You take it, only so. what you know. What's in there? Only what you take with you. I'm gonna take some candy. I'll be attacked by candy. Uh, so yeah, yeah, that's Mighty Captain Marvel. I think Gamora's probably the highlight for the week for me because I just it I was, thought it was yeah, a solid it was really, issue. Really good. It, and it was a good really first well. issue. It moved well. If you like Carol Danvers, Captain Marvel will be good for you. Star-Lord, if you enjoy Zardsky stuff beforehand, you enjoy his, his Howard book, uh, you'll enjoy this. Justice League Suicide Squad, love the end, wish the end was the beginning, and they just went from there. Oh, but yeah. not, again, it's not a, this book is terrible, we're not going that far. Uh, if we were, we wouldn't review it. Uh, <laughs> oh, yeah, once I saw those characters at the very end, I was like, all right, I'm in. All right. I'm in. So issue two, we'll probably review issue two and just go, this should have been issue one, this is awesome. Uh, and we won't have long to go because it's weekly. Uh, yeah, which is uh, good on them for being incredibly well prepared. Hopefully the book yeah. stays on track. The art in there is very, very beautiful. And I, I'm, I'm kind of digging the short format story arc that they have going with this. Yeah, and it doesn't, it, and it's not crossing over into a thousand titles. In fact, JLA, your Justice League that comes out this week, is not a connected title. The yeah, last yeah. week of Suicide Squad was released last week was a, a prequel and i think it's them going to the island it kind of sets up who this team is and i think it puts killer frost on the team as well so that in terms of the preview was just like hey if you read this you're gonna find out why killer frost is on the team so that's gonna do it in terms of comics for this week uh next week like you said we've got some big comics we don't i don't think we don't have a lot of number one so next week i think finally i think we talked about this for a little bit we'll be talking about kind of our year and what, what our favorites were the titles that we enjoyed this year um any you know, uh, trade releases or re-releases yeah. that we really liked as well. A lot of good books. Yeah, a lot of good stuff. So we'll be thinking about that this week. We'll have to prepare for next week's oh show. Boy. We got to look back and see. Was that this year or was that last year? We usually do this for the store. And one of the funny things is, two years ago, I picked something and I was about to publish it. And I looked and I'm like, nope, that was published the year before. <laughs> I didn't read it until this year, but it wasn't. It was published last summer, and I just didn't get around to reading it until February or whatever. But we've got some great books, of course. With Rebirth, we've got some stuff to talk about. So. Uh, this would be it. We are, uh, of course, a part of the Nerdables family of podcasts. The coming Star Wars podcast. Whenever Rich and I decide to do it, we uh, our Nerdables host show just had our Rogue One review that you can go find out what we thought of the new Star Wars film. Uh, and uh, we have a Facebook page, Facebook's backslash Nerdables. The best place to reach us. If you have any comments, you can put it on the page. You can send us a message through the page. You can let us know what you liked. Uh, let us know what your favorite comics of the year were. And uh, we'll be sure to read those on the show if we get them. Somebody's got to be listening besides you and me. Well, I have Maybe. to. I have to listen. Yeah, I you have to, to listen. you got to edit it. <laughs> I listen just to make sure that my voice comes through. 
which we got high marks for this for the for the nerdable show last week that all of us actually came through. Yo, good. Because I know good. sometimes Sebastian has a little trouble with the mic, and I know last week the show before the Rogue One, I was kind of back here, I guess, because I got one of those you know non-stand mics, and I guess I was just sitting back instead of making sure that I was in the way. But this this wonderful omnidirection mic yeah, we've that got, Sebastian we've got a nice, has. A nice, uh, so I can go over here, and I can go over here. And, and you'll be here for the most part. And uh, yeah. if we ever we pick at, up, we, we're over here, you probably pick that up too. So it's good stuff. We can add a couple extra people if we ever had to, and just yeah. change some settings. I use the Blue Yeti microphone. Uh, not uh, endorsed by them, but I actually like the brand before this. I had like a Nessie mic. If you were looking for like a simple microphone for the desk. Mm. So yeah, no, it's uh, very nice, and I actually got it on one of those Amazon daily deals for like a hundred bucks. So, Woo! So very, very. Fashion is the Amazon master. I yeah, I like to like to keep an eye out on it. Gonna can, prime it up. You can it's a USB mic. You can hook it up to a mic uh, boom arm. You can get uh, pop filters for it. It's a very, very good uh, podcasting mic that I recommend to a lot of people, and especially if so. You're, if Blue Yeti is <laughs> interested so if in Yeti, sponsoring the if show. Blue is listening. Yes, Blue the, is listening. The Blue Yeti is uh, my microphone of choice. We can take. We will take sponsorships. We'll take whatever we can get if you want to pay our RSS feed fee. That would be fantastic. We'll talk about Yeti mics every single week. Beginning, middle, end of the show. It'd also be it's nice just a... to have a, a second microphone because it also makes it easier to, yeah, to do true. levels for people. So yeah. wink, 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 wink. If you're that's, listening, uh, it's on my Christmas list. You'll have to ha- you'll have to hashtag this one. It's yeah. like Yeti, Blue Yeti, sort of at Yeti or at Blue Yeti. They've got to have like a Facebook page. Or please something, send us right? nice things. Please send us. Please we said nice things about you. Please. We also love donuts. Uh, let's see. Krispy <laughs> Kreme. Krispy Kreme. Oh, the best rapper ever. All right. Well, this is going off the rails. So for my partner, Sebastian, this is Chris saying we will talk to you next week. And have a happy holidays, everybody. Oh, yes. Merry Christmas. Yeah. Happy Hanukkah. Have a tip-top tet. Tip-top tet. What's, what's Kwanzaa? Uh, Crazy Kwanzaa? Crazy uh, Kwanzaa. Crazy Kwanzaa. Um, and a, one more. And a uh, solemn but dignified Ramadan. Yes. That's right. Yeah, Ramadan's right. Oh, my God.